We wish to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land we are recording on in Perth, Western Australia. The Wadjuk people of the Noongar Nation. We wish to acknowledge their continuing culture. And pay our respects to the Elders past, present and emerging. In a world where the lives of everyday people are preordained by the script that must be followed, a ragtag team of scamps dare to speak their highly unqualified opinions publicly. They dare to go off script. Unscripted the film show. You're listening to Unscripted the film show. You can't handle the truth. Man, I'm walking here. I'm walking here. Here's Johnny. You're going to need a bigger boat. I'll have what she's having. Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Good evening, Unscripted Nights. It is Thursday night and it is time for another Unscripted The Film Show. Um, and this week, you don't have to put up with me Sorry, by myself. Sorry, I couldn't be avoided. Yeah. <laughs> Mike, I tried to do it in um, really <clears throat> subtle, but uh, it didn't quite work. Yes, yes. You don't put up with me by myself. You heard the dulcet tones of Cecilia over there. Hello. You are about to hear the dulcet tones of Rachel. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> and the, uh, thanks to it being uh, cold and wet and, and horrible, um, we were all kind of like, you know, stuck uh, getting here. And I, I got here first, just just a little bit earlier than you guys. Um, and then uh, I was in, in the studio here and uh, the, the the song was like counting down. I realised Art had left her phone in here. Oh, no. So, but she thought she was just over there. So I was trying to like knock on the glass, but it's like soundproof glass in here. <laughs> so it's kind of like the most futile thing in the world. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, so, um, and then, uh, yeah, then uh, just like, played the first ad. I went, oh, well, that's fine. <laughs> you know, I'll, just, I'll just like, you know, play a couple of ads and that'll that'll give you guys enough time to get up the stairs and get in Those here. stairs, man, they really take it out of you when you run out those. Yeah, we're puffed. Yeah. So we can't talk to you right now. No. Yeah, I need to get God. fit. That's what I need to do. Tell you, last week it was, uh, um, I don't know if you listened to the show, but uh, I got home. I thought, like, I'll get home and just like feed. <laughs> so, my, I'm still like, I, I recovered from my, my illness and this cough lingers and it's really annoying. Yeah. And, Ooh, and it was I didn't worse because. It comes out that far. It, Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> you look very comfy, whereas I have to like lean in. I'm a slightly annoyed that you took that. That, that's actually not proper radio posture, so I'll sit up properly. Sorry, Lewis, I interrupted your story. That's yeah, she, quite... she got a little bit too relaxed. Yeah, is that right? um, yeah so, so last week I was, uh, yeah, I went home, I thought, just feed the animals, come into the studio, but then one of the animals uh, had, been, had been sick, and so I was like, oh, my God, I've got to clean this up. And so I had to clean that up, and then like, I rushed in here, literally got in here just for it to start. And so I was puffed because um, this this whole like being sick thing is is, is not good. It no. really it really knocks you about a bit. And mm. it's been like you know three weeks I think since I've been sick, and mm. I, I'm still like just oh, <laughs> just even I go to the gym and it's just like oh I'm really not 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 there. It's like just you know, one week off and it's just like taking me out. It does Annoying. take you a while to get better, but. Um... <clears throat> It, it happens. <laughs> I haven't seen anything, though, to talk Nothing. about other than um, Spider-Man Across the Universe. Across nope. Spider-Verse. Thank you. Which you would have reviewed last week, I imagine. So I've got my opinion terribly, on that. Terribly. So I think, I think like having your opinion. You reviewed it terribly? Uh, everything I did last week was terrible. 
No really way. Bad. I got I got home and Kat was like, you're already cutting the episode up. <laughs> I was like, no, just delete it. I don't oh. want that to be Yeah, but you're always your worst critic, though. That's true. <laughs> no, no, we, we, it was terrible. It's really bad. Oh. Is it online? Yeah, it's... it's, it's well, then I need to listen and <laughs> confirm or deny. I'm, I'm sure it was it was fine. Um, I do have a few films. I've got an Aussie film called Sweet As. Sweet As. Uh, and another film that I did, that that's in cinemas, uh, released last week, I believe, or the week before. And I've got a film which I watched on Netflix called Mixed by Berry. Mixed by no, Berry? No, Mixed by Berry. E double R Y, sorry, Eri. It's an it's a uh, Italian name, and it's short for Enrico. I'm pretty sure. Oh, so right. I've got those to to talk about. So. Um, speaking of Italian, which we were only slightly, um, there's a whatever TikTok or whatever. I, I, I'm not on TikTok. Neither am I. You just see the things when they pop up on Facebook or whatever. And there's a, a TikTok or whatever of some guy talking to random cats in the street in different languages uh-huh. to see what they pay attention to. And they're like, oh, this one's uh, Spanish and this one's Italian. And I tried it with uh, my cat Ziggy today. She's Italian. Oh. So, because I went, bonjour, Ziggy, uh, bonjour, ça va? No response at all. And then I was like, um, bonjour, come stai, Ziggy? And she turned around and started walking towards me. So I think she might be Italian, which is good because, you know, that's my heritage. There you go. Apparently, like uh, cats, they, like in different countries, their meow is different. So I would like to see this. I would like people from different countries <laughs> to film their cats meowing to see how different it is. Meow. <laughs> what what uh, country is that? I don't know. That meow. <laughs> that sound, I don't know what that's, that is. Sound like a really like a Californian cat. Well, I can do lots of different yeah, cat meows. <laughs> like meow, meow, meow. Like see, I can do lots of types. So. What what a random show you um. listen to. This is actually about movies and stuff. Yes, but have you seen anything? Well, um no, uh, no, I haven't seen anything new yet. Right. Um, but the at the end of the month, uh, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny comes out. <laughs> and um, I haven't even watched the trailer. Have you not then? No, because I'm I'm of the original three, and the skull <clears throat> crystal skull was absolute trash, and so I don't know how I feel about the Dial of. The Dial of Destiny. Thank you. Uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge is in it. Though. I don't care. Is it going to awesome. be like psychological UFO stuff? <laughs> Did you know what I don't understand, right? Is I, I, I went back and, uh, and Kat and I re- re-watched um, Raiders of the Lost Ark, which is the first one, mm. The Temple of Doom, which is the second mm-hmm. one, uh, Last Crusade, which is the third one, and then Crystal Skull, which is the fourth one. I'm glad he pointed that out, that that was a fourth. We were not sure. But continue. No, no. I'm going to say, because for me, I've, I haven't watched a lot of the Indiana Jones films since being a kid. So yeah. I was like, which comes first? Temple of Doom, Raiders of the Lost mm. Ark? What happens there? And um, and so I just wanted to go back and re-watch them. Because when I watched Crystal Skull, yeah. I was going, who's 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 her? Who what, what, what she, what she got to oh, do with him? And no. whose son is, is, he? is he? He's her son. Where is she from? And she's from uh, the Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yes. So, um, Kelly, Kelly McGinnis. The old flame. So, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> yeah, so, the old flame. So, like, when you watch them all in order, mm-hmm. it's actually quite good. Um, although, have you gone back and rewatched so, Indiana Jones? Here's the thing: I would like to go back and rewatch them, and I questioned whether Bryce was too 
young for them because I remember watching them quite young, even Temple of Doom, and there's, like, really creepy stuff in there with, like... So Chris and I were... Uh, he's like, oh, I think The Last Crusade is better for him to watch. There's only book burning and stuff. And I'm like, yeah. And the Nazis' face melting off. <laughs> no, Nazis. And no, then... No, the melting off is in the Raiders. Is it? Yeah. No, the... No, the, the um, the Last Crusade, where they get the Holy Grail, oh, that's and true. the yeah, yeah. guy's face melts. He, he ages rapidly. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Basically, he melts. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so there's that, and then I'm like, oh, and then there's Temple Doom, where he reaches in and grabs the person's heart out of his chest, and like, and then there's monkey brains, mm. and yeah. So we couldn't decide which one was better. Um, but in the end, I showed Bryce all of the trailers. Mm-hmm. So would you like to watch one of them? And he pointed out. Um, Temple of Doom and I think that was because Data from Goonies is in it and he's like, yep, that's the one. And he got about, like, when the feast happened Mm. with the brains and the scarab beetles and all that, he's like, I don't think I want to watch this anymore. (laughs) Oh, that's cute. But it's probably a good thing because it does get really creepy. But I watched all of that when I was probably too young to watch it. No wonder I'm so messed up. Like, Mm. you know... (laughs) gets into someone's heart and, and their chest and takes their heart out and stuff. It's creepy. Yeah, I, I, I watched uh, watched them and I, I must admit the, the, the first one, which was made in 1981, uh, it was just really, like, even though it's set in 1935, I think, um, the, story, the, the, the storytelling was very old-fashioned and it was very... You know, lots of exposition and very mm-hmm. slow moving. And it's was, not my favourite of the three. Yeah, and I was like going, oh, my God, come on, let's speed this. Let's speed this up, people. Like, like enough explaining stuff. And then I watched Temple of Doom and it was kind of like, let's not explain anything. <laughs> let's just like <laughs> no. hit the ground running. Okay, we're, uh, we're here. All right, uh, now you've got to go uh, to uh, this other place in India uh, to get this thing because we need this thing back to go into this wall uh, and then you go and do that. For some reason, you're going to be hanging out with a, a chick who's a, you know, a lounge singer and she's just going to come along with you for no reason whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was like, yeah, the, the whole thing was weird. Um, India Jones, his partner's a kid, and then mm-hmm. all the explanation is, is, yeah, he was on the street. I tried Short round. Him. Yeah, short round, yeah. Yes, but there's no... It's not a good explanation, no. you're right. And then he short round yeah. disappears, never to be heard of again. So, so I, have to, I have to just assume at some point in time, short round died on one of his adventures. That's what happened. So, yeah, we started watching it and Bryce was asking a lot of questions. And I'm like... Um, you can't really, I mean, this movie doesn't really make sense. You're not supposed to ask questions. You're just supposed to watch the adventure. There's not supposed to be, like, clarity. Yeah, just get excited. Go, da, 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 Even if he's doing, like, the minimalist things. Da, 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 da. Yeah. He's reaching a hole for mm. a rope. Da, 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 da. But at the, 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 even though I'm, like, you know, saying that it's a bit slow and like, it was still entertaining. But mm. I think the films get progressively better as yes. you go along. Um, and, like, the, the, I think the best one is The Last Crusade. Sean Connery mm-hmm. and Harrison Ford playing off each other. Yeah. Really, really cool. But... 
I'm really glad they did Crystal Skull to show because all those ones that were done, they were uh, 89 was uh, Last Crusade. They were all pre like visual, pre um, CGI effects, mm. so no computer generated. Everything they did there was like practical. It was matte paintings. It was just you know, all this old school kind of stuff. But then you go to Crystal Skull, <laughs> and then it still got the same feel as the other Indiana Jones films. And this was done in uh, 2000. Eight, so it's the same year as Iron Man came out. So the same year that we saw a guy in an iron suit mm. with explosions behind him, Indiana Jones um, and the Crystal Skull came out, and it was a, it was actually a, I quite enjoyed it. Like going back and rewatching it, I, I quite enjoyed it. And then the whole idea of people getting annoyed by the fact that oh it's all aliens, everything like that, and you go and look at the other, rest of it. It's like well that's all like biblical kind of stuff mm. before, mm-hmm. and if that kind of biblical stuff is you know, you can, you know, uh, suspend disbelief for that, then I don't think Aliens uh, is too far a stretch. I think as someone who grew up as a Catholic, that stuff felt more realistic to me and there are a lot of relics that still exist, whether they're real or whatever, I'm not going to go there, (laughs) but, you know, a lot of these things still exist and uh, Chris and I went to, it's a little bit unrelated, but we went to a place in France where they have the body um, of Mary Magdalene, apparently. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Apparently. That's that's what you've got to do with all religious kind of stuff. They've got the the, the first Bible ever written, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) But it's in, it's really, it's in a church and it's down, like you go into a basement area and then there she is like in in a glass box, like a mummy type thing, but like kind of a skull mm. so it, it like not a skull but like skeleton mm. mostly and they're like it's mary magdalene because she went there apparently after jesus died and she's like well my husband to be is dead now so what am i going to do i'll go to france As um, do. yeah As do. so that's that's where i'll head to but yeah, apparently. So yeah, be, because because potentially uh, this is the thumb of John the Baptist. Potentially, <laughs> we're the longest Australian film show, allegedly. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I think it is more realistic to me because I've grown up mm, with mm. that um, mythology, I guess. Nice. <laughs> um, whereas the UFO Catholics really hate it when you call it that, but yeah. <laughs> Um, but the 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 UFO thing just feels like a different aspect of like it doesn't. It's a whole com- new genre. It you, is. You're throwing that sci-fi. But I, in saying all of that, I do need to go back and rewatch them from start to finish. So I probably have no. I feel like yeah, maybe I need to rewatch Crystal mm. Skull. But for me, it was like you know what we were dealing with relics and archaeology, and now we're dealing with a UFO. I just felt like it was a. Like completely different genre, like it's a you big said. Jump, isn't it? Yeah, really? it's like you walk into an action bar, and then at, out the back, all of a sudden, it's a sci-fi bar. It kind of it kind of made sense though when you watch it because it was uh, like Aztec kind of mm. you know pyramid kind of stuff. Yeah, um, where they they were going to where the um, the aliens are you know housed, and um, yeah, it was just uh, I, I I kind of get it. Like I, I watched it, I went. Yeah, yeah, I know where the, these guys are coming from. I, I kind of like this. And um, I didn't uh, dislike Shia LaBeouf as, as Mutt either. I thought, like, that that was kind of an interesting, mm. you know, character. 
And the fact that Indy had a, uh, a kid he didn't know about, that was kind of a, a cool twist on it as well. Well, it seems like something that would happen to him. Mm. Yes, very true. I'm surprised he doesn't have more. Uh, oh, he probably does. Dial of Destiny him. is about, you know, meeting his other children. Well, what is it about, actually? Uh, Dial, Do we know? I, I don't know. Because that's the thing, going into Indiana Jones films, I think it's best not to know. We're just stuck for a whole new adventure. And Indy might just be a whole lot slower, but that's it. <laughs> he looks a bit old, like, let's tell, be honest. Is it, it's going to be on Disney Plus, isn't it? What? what? Or is it going to be at the cinemas? It's in the movies. What did, you, you think Indiana Jones film is not going to get released in cinemas? I mean, that would be I know it will, but after that I imagine it will be on oh, Disney yeah. Plus afterwards because... After they've wrung as much money as they can out of the Yeah, because, I, because Indiana Jones is currently on Disney Plus. Mm. And I had to put, like, I don't know if I can see Indiana Jones in the cinemas because my hearing is not fantastic. And I had to put the subtitles on for the old Indiana Jones. Can you imagine what it's going to be like with old ass Harrison Ford? Like, there's even a joke in the that new ABC, um, ABC Apple TV show, Shrinked, mm-hmm. where Jason Seagal... I did this the last time, didn't I? I can't say... Seagull? Because <laughs> yeah, we call Jason him Seagull. Jason Seagull. Thank you. He he makes a joke about, like, he does an imp- impersonation of Harrison Ford's character. He's like, I don't sound like that. And it's like, you do, though. <laughs> I can't understand you, dude. Well, it's like Ralph Garman. He does mm. his mumbling uh, Harrison Ford. Yeah, it's, it's, it is it yeah. is like that. I need mm. subtitles for you now, bro. I can't help it. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to it. I, and I'm glad. Kat and I, it was a rainy weekend and it was just like, Let's watch Indiana Jones. Let's, mm. and, and we managed to watch like two upstairs, the first two upstairs. second one was uh, on our TV in the lounge room and the third one was in bed on the Monday. We are just like, yeah, we're not going to bed. We're just going <laughs> to watch it here. It's fine. Yeah, I felt really, um, really unhappy that I had to go to work on Tuesday. I felt like it should have been cancelled. <laughs> it was not a day for work. It was a day for being in bed. Mm, mm. Yeah, I was pretty annoyed. Yeah, but anyway, that's, that's the, the, the way it is. Um, and at least uh, this week was short. So uh, we've, we've got that. Uh, but we should really go to an ad and then come back and uh, we'll talk about uh, other... Something. We'll, we'll figure we'll it figure out. We'll figure it out. We've got, we got like you know, 41 seconds. Let's, let's figure this out. I've got news. I want a glass of wine and a cheese platter. So do I. Yeah. I, um, I was on a wellness retreat last week, which is why I missed the show. And now when you, look la at, la. when you look at these, right, most of the activities are yoga, meditation... Massage. No, what do I pick? Gin tasting, wine tasting and a massage. But no, I was not going to do any of that yoga, none of this meditation. Yeah. Don't tell me to calm down. I'm going to drink some wine and eat some cheese. Sorry. That, that is the wellness thing. For, I don't know where the wellness comes in, but that is totally the package for I me. Mean, I know, right. And that's the thing. You can tailor your package to what you want. Are you advertising for them now? I totally am. This place, this this was fantastic. Um, but, yeah, no, it just it, it's quite ironic that you go on a wellness retreat but you pick all the alcoholic ventures. But um, I think yeah. there's something really relaxing about wine tasting and eating cheese. It, it, <laughs> yeah. Well, does, uh, that, does that mean now that when, when I go on cruises, because generally that is just like tasting wine and other alcohol, um, so that's a wellness retreat? I can, yep. I can put it down as that? Excellent. Absolutely. Sweet. In my yep. books, all wellness. My my mum made a joke the other day um, because we were trying to like figure out what we're going to do at this event and I'm like, oh, it'd be nice if you had a, like, a charcuterie board and she's like, they used to be called cheese platters, all right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I know, we're a bit... 
you know. Look, they're called cheese platters. You have a little bit of cheese, a little bit of a little onion on top, one of those little little, little onion things, and a bit more cheese and yeah, a bit but of not gherkin. The, and, and not the olives with the red bit in it. You've got to take the red bit out. Oh, the mm. pimento, that's the best. No. Pimento's rock. No, I don't like olives at all. I yeah. just, I was Salty thinking about bastards. Keely from... Ted Lasso, because she. So I've been rewatching Ted Lasso, right? Have you now? Yes, because because okay. it ended, and you just couldn't deal with the fact it ended. Well, so I couldn't even again. wait for the last episode. Like I was waiting for the last episode, and I'm like, well, I just need to rewatch this, and I'm glad I did because there's a lot of callbacks throughout the entire thing. So if you have an opportunity to watch it again and see all those callbacks, it's it's very much worth it. Ted, Ted Lasso is a, a masterclass in television making. It's so good. Mm. Down to the fact that um, Rebecca is wearing the exact same outfit in the last scene you see her in from the first scene you see her in in season one. Oh. So there you go. Right. There's a lot. It's just interesting to see little callbacks and relationships growing in. Oops. Sorry. Mad noise there. Um, but, yeah. There you go. Oh, so... I know, you're talking. I'm no, like, please, please, please continue. I'm like a maniac with the talking and then I'll shut up. Um, so the F1 was on in Spain this, this weekend mm-hmm. and before they before it's lights out and away we go, the Sky Sports commentator goes down um, to the paddock and um, or pit lanes and stuff and goes to chat to people that are just kind of standing around, whether it's mechanics or celebrities that are hanging out there because, you know, Tom mm. Cruise has been there on the odd occasion and, you know, other famous people, soccer players and whatnot. But anyway, he bumped into Michael Douglas and Catherine Zeta-Jones. Nice. Oh, and, cool. Um, yeah, Michael Douglas was like, I just want to say, you do a great job and you really bring, you know, the sport into our homes and you do such a great job every year, la, 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 la. And then Catherine Zeta-Jones was all like, I've been watching this since I was a little kid. And I'm like, this is the best interaction I've ever seen. I was very excited because it was all like... Goes beyond your standard, yeah, kind of yeah. chat, doesn't and, it? And then, uh, yeah, so he's like, oh, so are you busy at the moment, uh, Michael? And he's like, oh, no, but, um, you know, Catherine's just about to start um, filming uh, Wednesday, second season of Wednesday. Oh, nice. So I like how he pivoted. Like, yeah, yeah. Talk to my wife. Talk to my wife. Talk to my wife. My so wife. it was just cool. I was like, oh, well, that was cool. Anyway, I'm going to stop talking now. Shall I talk about a movie that's in cinemas I think it's a good now. idea. Why it's, not? it's an Aussie film. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Uh, The reason I talk about this one first is I think it's because it's just been released. So talk about the most relevant film. Uh, and then we're going to kind of go back and talk about some other stuff that we've all seen over the past few weeks. Let, let's, let's go back. No. Over but this one is, uh, it centres on an Aboriginal girl called Murrah, played by Shin, uh Shantae Barnes Cowan, and she's forced to go on this photo safari uh, for kind of at-risk kids. So she's kind of been in this, you know, um, troubled home, hasn't got a great relationship with her mum who, you know, is a little bit of a drinker, Mm -hmm. um, things like that. So she goes on this at-risk, you know, trip despite being reluctant to do so, really doesn't want to, uh, really against it. But while she's on the trip, she meets this kind of whole new crew of, um, you know, unlikely friends, you could call them. They're all troubled kids in their own way and they all, you know, open her eyes up to, you know, different ways of life, etc. And meanwhile, she discovers this, you know, passion for photography uh, because that's part of the trip, telling their story through, you know, 
through the lens. Mm. Uh, and it's a bit of a coming-of-age story. While slightly predictable, though, there is something kind of nice about this film and kind of watching Mara as she, you know, finds her love for photography. Uh, it's by director Jub Clerk and uh, who co-wrote the script with Steve Rogers, but it is semi-based on... Uh, Jub Clerk's life growing up in in the Pilbara as well. So it is mostly shot in the Pilbara. Um, So, yeah, cinematography is beautiful. It really makes the most of that kind of gorgeous outback Pilbara location. And I went in with this one not expecting much. I seen the trailer and thought, oh, you know, just another typical story. But I was actually really pleasantly surprised by this. It's a nice short sweet film it's about 88 minutes uh a young girl who you know is kind of going off the rails and then finds her way um and finds a passion for something and i think there was something really special about that so that is very it's cool. just a nice beautiful heartfelt story uh and yeah i just didn't go in expecting much but really really enjoyed this felt quite uplifted by it and thought you know yeah beautiful story beautiful cinematography and wonderful acting so nice. in cinemas now it's called sweet Act. And I am going to score it for four buses. Four buses. Because they go on a bus. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it, it's a very long trip. Yeah. Up to the Pilbara. It is. Uh, uh, is she from? Um, is she from somewhere? So in they're Perth already or? in the Northern Territory oh, right, um, right. based area. So yeah, the trip they go on isn't necessarily that long, but they get to see a lot of the outback along the way. And, yeah. Um, yeah. It's just all these at-risk kids who yeah are kind of troubled, and you, you get a sense they're all very different. And then through this journey, they you know unite together and help each other and become good friends. And I'm not giving too much away. It's quite. Yeah. Quite a predictable story in itself, but it's still worth seeing. If it makes you feel good. Oh, absolutely. Some, sometimes and that that is totally what you need. I think so. So, yeah, definitely check this one out if you love uh, photography, if you love uh, cinematography mm. in the outback, and if you just love a nice, um, uplifting, feel-good story. So, um, speaking of Australian filmmakers, um, our very good friend and ex-co-host Alex Van Hoffman, uh, director, writer and just all-around awesome dude of Evie, um, which is a short film that came out a couple of years ago, which is phenomenal, um, is it's going to be at Supernova. So, Alex and uh, writer-editor... Luke Martin and the the young girl Melody who plays Evie and also the dude who plays Scrawn. They're all going to be at Supernova, um, per, the Perth Comic-Con mm. thing, uh, at Perth Convention Centre, 25th of June. Um, that's coming up very soon. It They're going to do like a little Q&A session at 4 o'clock. So if you want to see a future massive, mm. massive star um, or a bunch of them, you should go. So. I kind of kind of want to go. I, so I, think I. I think I've got something on that night, but might be able to squeeze this in. Mm. It's wicked, man. Well, it's, it's great. I show. mean, we know because we've seen it. Yeah, but you can actually see. I think it's on YouTube. Oh, really? I'm pretty I sure. think it is. Yeah. But yeah, the quality of it's just superb. Um, and I think what blows me away every time is that Alex actually had to learn a whole design program to create uh, the dinosaur. Yeah. Uh, in this, um, and it's off. Hollywood quality. Like yeah. it is off like people who do this for a living and design CGI animated things, like it is off that quality. I was absolutely floored to mm. know that he had just had to figure that out himself. It was 
it's phenomenal. Yeah. And I just think about all the times like I've tried and learned like a skill and I'm just like, oh, I can't do this. Man, I'm giving up and walk away from it. Can't but just to it. think of all the, the time and effort put into that. And I think, yeah, it's off just incredible quality. Well, so. he had to figure it out himself as well because the person who was originally going to do it just bailed on him. Mm. He's like, oh, I guess I have to learn how to make a dinosaur. I know. How incredible is that though? And it is just it, you cannot fault it. Mm. It's, it's brilliant. Well, filmmaking has always been about innovating mm. and figuring things out as you go, especially like in the older um, generations where they had no CGI. Mm. They had mm. to figure out, okay, how do I make this look realistic <clears throat> on screen? And they would just figure it out. And so. doing it with, with models, with, you know, paintings, with, you know, stop-motion animation. Mm. It's like, yeah, it's pretty darn impressive. Um, have you guys had the opportunity to watch Still yet? The mm. documentary um, about um, Michael J. Fox? No. no. Oh, my God, guys, please, please, I'm begging you, I... do it. What I had, the, I sat down to watch a documentary. I felt like watching a documentary, and it was between that one and the Anna Nicole Smith documentary. Oh no! And I chose the Anna Nicole <coughs> Smith documentary because I reviewed it poorly. I yes, that wanted was, that was, that was to learn a little bit more about her and her life because obviously I was quite young when she died mm. and for me I didn't know a lot about her her background I knew that she was you know famous for being how do you say that like a beautiful woman but I didn't know anything beyond that so for mm. me I like to jump in and learn something in a documentary so I think for me it was more just learning about who she was um and I don't regret watching it I just between those two I kind of you know was like oh which one do I watch and I chose that one yeah whereas I maybe I should have chose the other I don't, don't think know. it was the best made documentary to be to be honest I think it it, it painted was, her quite poorly well I think it was very one-sided it was yeah um and you know it's interesting that they talk about Larry Oh, I forget his. Is it Larry's? Is that his I think name? So. The the daughter, the the father of her child. Yeah, he has um, basically kept her out of the limelight, mm. and really, he was the best thing to happen mm. in that whole situation. Regardless of all of the trash that people were saying about him, he's like, no, we're going to live a nice life, a, a quiet life, away from things and was probably the best thing that ever happened. I think the, the issue I had is I was sad. This made me really sad. I did not feel good after watching this. But I think the issue as well is anytime you have a documentary where the person that is being documented isn't driving the narrative, of course she can't because she's dead, mm. it's never it's never going to feel authentic because she's not driving the narrative. Yeah. You're, they're just pulling in pieces from her life and footage and piecing it together but not in a way that's authentic to me because she didn't drive it, right? Yeah. Who's put that together? And that's the thing. Who put it together? Who pulled all this in? They've painted it out to be, I felt like she lived a really sad, sad life. Oh, yeah, And I definitely. don't know if it was all doom and gloom or not. But anyway, I felt shocking after. I felt so sad after watching this. I've, like, I've listened to a long podcast about her, uh, True Crime and mm. Cocktails, and they go into a little bit more detail and I just felt like that that was missing in that, like it just felt yeah. like it was half of the story. Yeah. Um, have you watched the Pamela documentary yet? I have. That's awesome. That's much. Don't you just love her? Oh, man. I, and I think that's what I like about that. She really drives her own story. You know, she's not going to let anybody tell her yeah. what her life was and isn't. She She's driving that. And I think that's why I like documentaries where the person is still in yeah. charge of their story. I didn't feel like 
this one had that, yeah. you know. Whereas at least I think the Michael J. Fox one, he's in control of everything, yeah. right? So it's probably more enjoyable. It's so good. Honestly, <laughs> oh. the way that they have done it is phenomenal because they've taken a whole bunch of scenes from movies and TV mm. that he's done and slotted it in and it makes it feel like a recreation of what's happening even though it's from the it's I can't explain it. Mm. It's very good. You need to watch it. Did you watch Jury Duty? Oh my gosh, yes. Have you seen it yet? No, no, I no. cannot even. <laughs> this. So I was like, I want something fun to watch. And I was, I completely forgotten that you had told me about this. And yeah. I was sitting there and I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to watch Jury Duty. Oh my, James Marsden. Yeah. Oh my God. The way that he talks about himself. And he's yeah. like, did you buy Sonic or did you rent it? Yeah. And the guy, <laughs> and the whole thing about the guy being a racist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I cannot. This is entertainment. Yeah, at its like all time high. I just like <laughs> I, as soon as the chick put like took the lollipop out of her mouth and stuck it on her chest so she could eat a sandwich. I'm like, yep, this is a show for me. <laughs> and how James Marsden just pulls all that stuff. Like it's his fault that they got stuck there. And, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh my goodness. And, and I'm gonna buy like lunch going. for everybody. And like, oh my goodness, so so. You have to watch it. Funny. So, so the Anna oh. Nicole Smith documentary that's on is that was that's just called, on Netflix. Is it just called Anna? It's Nicole's? on Netflix. It is on Netflix. It's called Anna Nicole Smith. There is a second part There's a to colon. the name. Um, Pamela is also on Netflix. Uh, Jury Duty is on Prime. It's called You Don't Know Me. Anna Nicole Smith, You Don't Know Me. And you know, know what's interesting about that title after it? I felt like I still didn't know her. No, I didn't. I know. I felt it's very sad. I would definitely um, be cautious in watching this because it can, it is quite, quite a sad I film. think that the dr- her going into the drug fueled stuff mm. was a bit s- scary, yeah. and her poor son, her Daniel. Son. Oh my oh god, my it's goodness. really tragic it when you really, think about it. Really is. So um, yeah, not anyway. Let's. But let's on the on, on the brighter side, do watch Jury Duty if you want to watch watch Anna Nicole Smith and then watch Jury Duty because and Jury Duty was where was Jury Duty again? It's on Prime. Prime. There's so many. Places. So it's, I'd just like to let people know where they can actually Great see idea. these things. Yes, because it is it is hard to follow where <coughs> everything is. And Ted Lasso's on Apple TV, but it is it is on Apple TV, mm-hmm. and it's uh yeah. It, 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 there's another the best thing ever made. There's yep. another show called Platonic. Pl- that, that, oh, Platonic, oh. Yeah. Uh, on Apple TV, um, which is uh, Rose Byrne and Seth um, Rogen. Seth Rogen. Yes. Um, and it's uh it's really good. And uh, like I, we've caught up and watching it week to week. Um, so that's another one you can watch. And Reunited from uh, yeah. Bad Neighbours. Oh. I think those two have great chemistry. They and do. I think that's what well, I've only seen the first few episodes of Platonic, mm. but I think for me it's their relationship that I really enjoy watching. Yeah. And um, if you're like, if you like Aquafina, uh, she is on Paramount Plus in her TV show Nora from Queens. Um, and we've caught up to that, and now it's week to week, but it's getting really interesting. So, yeah, if you, if you like a bit of Aquafina, go check that out. But we should go to an ad, and then yes. we shall come back. I think after we come back, we'll talk uh, Renfield, we'll talk Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Oh, yes. Um, and I'm sure we'll be able to dig some other stuff up as well. So uh, we will be back shortly. We're back. Um, I'm Guess just taking over the desk um, very quickly. While Lewis is on a small break. He's on a small um, break. But I what do... could that mean? He's outside vaping. <laughs> oh, like... As if. No. <laughs> well, I've taken over the, 
the desk now, so it's my show. You have. You're a desk um, jockey. I am. I thought um, we'll, we'll jump into Renfield. Yeah, let's because do it. Lewis did review this film last week, but I also had the pleasure of going to see this film uh, recently. So I thought, you know what? Oh, I'll tell you how I feel about it. But uh, just to give those a bit of a rundown on the film, if they haven't uh, or don't know what it's about or didn't, you know, tune in last week, uh, it is set in New Orleans in modern times and it tells the tale of Renfield, uh, played by Nicholas Holt, who is struggling to appease the demands of his boss, Dracula, played by Nicolas Cage. And uh, Renfield has started going to a codependence anonymous support group, uh, both to find new potential victims uh, and to talk about his own issues with like-minded people. Uh, And things really come to head in this when uh, Renfield saves a police officer, uh, Rebecca, played by Aquafina. Hey, segue. And then you've also got this gangster, uh, Teddy Lobo, played by Ben Schwartz. Um, And (coughs) Renfield kind of goes, you know, being good is actually better than being bad. Uh, So this this really, you know, pees off. Mm. Pees off. (laughs) 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 I was going to say the other word, but I was like, that's not PG. Sorry, it displeases off. Yeah, can you say that? Oh, well, you've um, just done it, so pisses off Dracula. <laughs> um, and the two kind of go up against each other. There's this whole gangster subplot involved that's kind of used to fuel the story. Um, I'm not convinced that was the best choice for this film. Um, there were probably other ideas and themes that they could have explored. But you've got, you got to have... Um, Something you got to have, like, a bad person yeah. that they can... They can go around. And, and having Dracula there, Dracula is the, the ultimate kind of evil. He is. But uh, you need to have, you know, something that they can, can rally against. And then having, like, Ben Schwartz, who's such, um, you know, he's really good good at playing those annoying characters. Yeah, and, like Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, and, and playing <laughs> an, an annoying evil. And Sorry. Oh, that's brilliant. Playing an annoying evil kind of mobby guy is a perfect cast for him. So and his mum was just, oh, she was she was terrible. Yeah, she was a real villain. Um, Look, I enjoyed this. There was so much blood and, like, <laughs> lots and lots. I enjoyed There was so much there blood. Was, there was more blood and gore than I thought that this film would have. I thought, I don't know why, but there's lots of body parts. Um, there, flying around it's, in it's horror, but it's horror comedy. It really is. But I loved, um, I think both Nicolas Cage and Holt deliver really cool performances. Mm. I think you can tell Nicolas Cage is enjoying his role. Uh, I think that it doesn't quite deliver to the potential of like Shaun of the Dead. It doesn't quite reach that mark in no, terms of comedy no. horror. And look, I think maybe... It could have been, uh, but I still enjoyed it. I loved the whole, you know, him going to this, you know, anonymous group to, you know, try and get away from Dracula, who he's been, you know, by his side for centuries. Well, the thing I, the thing I loved about it was in the the movies and in the book and the books and everything like that. Renfield is always just this guy who's a nutbag in an asylum, mm. and he eats bugs because he thinks he's going to get life from them. But in this film, they've turned on his head, and Renfield actually gets his powers from eating bugs. Like it's like spinach to to Popeye. Mm. He has a bug and he gets all these superpowers. Yeah. See, um, I have no idea of the history and I'm just like, Renfield's an interesting character. He's just like the butler or what? Like, I just thought this was a completely new concept. No, no, no. Apparently no. not. No, Renfield, like, if you've ever watched a, a Dracula film, um, 
Renfield was the first lawyer who went to Transylvania to start working on the, the property um, uh, deals for Dracula. Mm. And when he was there, he Dracula kind of like you know turned him nuts. Mm. And then he came back to England and then John Harker went to Transylvania to, to finish everything off. And then um, in the the asylum, he's just like going absolutely mental and um, just you know, eating bugs and just mm. doing all crazy stuff. So that that's what the character is to most people who know the Dracula. And, and now they've actually expanded on it made it a more interesting, more complex character. I think I have only seen one Dracula and it was the one with Bella Lugosi. Really? Oh, yeah. Really. I'm not even sure if they had Renfield in that one. No, they didn't. Yeah. This is why I don't know anything mm. about him. Um, yeah. But yeah, when you were talking about that, as soon as you said Transylvania, my brain just went in the heart of Transylvania. Did it, uh, sorry, you don't know that one? Is Count- that Count Dracula? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Uh, it's really Renfield's story, it though. Is, yeah. I like that. You know, it's not about Dracula, really. Um, so I enjoyed it. Look, I, I don't think it was a bad film. I mean, I, I don't know. I might have gone with a different subplot, but at the same time, I'm not a filmmaker. So, you know, who am I to say? I like that uh, you said subplot with, like, dance hands. I just feel like there's a lot of history. It's a musical. <laughs> yeah, there's a history with, with – there's so many things you could have drawn from, um, you know, bringing it from, you know, into modern times. There's, you could have played with a lot of different themes and ideas, but at the same time – Maybe they did and maybe this was the best one. So, look, I think it's just a lot of fun mm. uh, and that's what this is. So. It's interesting Aquafina as not the not playing the real comedy kind of character. Yeah. Still had the moments, but she was all, she was like you know very. She was a cop. Her dad was killed. She was trying to like you know bring her the killers to justice. So a very different role for really her. Dry. Mm, oh, mm. But something. I'm using my hands a lot tonight. <laughs> um, but no, I really enjoyed Renfield, and uh, it has been out for a few weeks now. And you know, I don't know where it's faring with the critics and, and audience, but um, actually, that's a good point. I'll I I just enjoyed it, and I think it's a fun film to go and see. So. A couple of laugh yeah, out loud I, I missed that one. I was too busy getting a skin cancer cut out of my head. Well, that's very important. It was. It's I mean, important. how good is my scar healing? Wowza. It's, it's looking good. Did you... It's very, he didn't it's, even notice it. It's very nice. I mean, it's, he did a little I did, bit. I mentioned about the Harry Potter, uh, the, the, the actual um, yes. things, but it's more like a sideways H, so yes. you kind of still have the Harry Potter H thing. H for head. Yeah, very true, yes. It's yeah. pointing it out. So when I'm old and senile, <laughs> I will look at it and go, oh, yes, that's my head. But by that time, there'll be so many wrinkles, I won't even notice it. Yes. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. But anyway, random. That's, that's us, random. I did watch something this week, actually, Bad Guys, but it's been out for a long time. Bad um, Guys? But Tell when us you about s- Bad Guys. No, I won't, but when you said... <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> when you said you uh, Renfield was interested in going, like, oh, being a bad guy is no, no good, I'm going to be a good guy, that's basically what Bad Guys is. It's like, you know, all... It's a kid's animation thing with, like, a wolf and a piranha and a snake and a shark and they're all, like, and a tarantula and they're in this, like, gang and then one the, the wolf does something. He's like, oh, I quite enjoy being a good person. But anyway, it's it's really average. But I will yeah. say for anyone who wants a, spa, a little bit of Dracula in their life, there's a fantastic three-part series on Netflix mm. called Dracula by oh, really? uh, Stephen Moffat and Mark 
Gaddis. Gaddis. I can never... Gaddis. Um, it's a three-part, which I think you introduced me mm. to, Lewis, and I went and watched it, and it's brilliant. I, I absolutely love it. And Is it a documentary? No, no, no. no it's a three-part oh. um, series. I think they're about... Are they film-length or are they just under film-length? Yeah. I think they're it, you about... Know, they're, they're the same guys who did Sherlock. Yeah. So it's kind of similar to Sherlock, and like it's a, you get a miniseries. It's like three-episode oh, okay. miniseries. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's interesting because... Um, it starts off very similar to the Dracula that you know, but then it takes a turn. Mm. And then you go, oh, okay, cool. Um, so, yeah, I, I wouldn't mind actually re-watching that. Yeah, yeah. I might too. I, I, it was brilliant. I wanted more from it, but I think it was sometimes <coughs> good things, you just got to leave them where mm. they're at. And I think that's, I, yeah. I probably do need, like, a little bit of an education on Dracula because I have the Dracula with Bella Lugosi in it and then I have Dracula uh, when he appeared on Buffy. So yeah. um, I've got two versions of, uh, of, of um, yeah, Dracula and neither of them are. I think this one, the first episode really introduces the story of Dracula like really mm. well and, mm. you know, um, Jonathan and all of that. So, yeah, I would highly recommend it to anybody who hasn't seen it. Oh, cool. Watch it. The thing I like, like about Dracula is that every time they redo it, they always bring something new to the mm-hmm. the story, um, and like uh, with the um, uh, the uh, Francis Ford Coppola Dracula um, back in the late nineties, the uh, they had the whole thing about uh, Mina Harker was being reincarnated as the the lover of Dracula from mm-hmm. you know his past and stuff like that. So just every time they do Dracula, they they, they just mine a bit more into it and find something different to yeah. to, to, to take on. But this the one with um, uh, on Netflix is like a really interesting, different kind of a take on it. Yeah, and it really, and that third episode really, yeah, it, it's like, whoa, whoa, yeah. It, it's really good. I think you would really like it, Rachel. Mm. Actually, speaking of vampire. Am I in trouble? No. She called me Rachel. <laughs> oh. Although it is a little bit scary. Is um, it? Particularly that second episode, don't you think? Um, oh, I liked it. <laughs> I, I love it. It's, it's, yeah. The first few e- two episodes are very gothic. So just don't show it to Bryce. Very you, gothic. You can watch yeah? it. Okay. Don't, don't, don't show it to your, <laughs> yeah, your six-year-old. It's, it's probably about like six. It. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, six and a half. Yeah, cool. probably not. Um, <laughs> it's, speaking about vampires. Uh, how did Renfield do? Did you end up finding out what it, how oh, it was yeah, 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 doing with the critics? Um, so, yeah, so the critics to them, uh, they think it's 58% on the tomato meter. Right. Uh, but the audience goes 79. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Um, They're the people that matter. They're yeah. the people who are paying the dollars to go and see exactly. it. Exactly. Exactly. Now, um, on ABC iView, mm. it's great for Australians uh, and not any other countries, I'm sorry. If you're trying to find out where to watch this on your own uh, in your own country. Um there's an interview with the vampire is on ABC iView. And we, so I was hanging out to watch this. Oh, for the series. A, the series, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've been hanging out to watch it for a while. Um, and so I watched, Kat and I watched the first episode last night. Um, and it was it was interesting, like because I, I love the uh, I think I love the book and I love the uh, the, the feature film with uh, Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt um, and um, uh, Kirsten, Kirsten Dunst. Dunst. Yep. Um, 
But uh, I was interested to see what the, the TV show is going to be like. And it's actually a little bit different because the original interview happened with the, the interviewer and now he's coming back and interviewing again with the same, <laughs> the same guy. But it is like two decades later, uh, just like during the pandemic. And oh, yeah, and which, is, which is a surprise to me. I thought it was just going to be like, you know, redoing what we'd seen before in yep. the movie and the book. Mm-hmm. Um, but the... Uh, in the the book and the movie, there there is a bit of homoeroticism to the the, the characters, mm. but it's never really like you know uh, just in your face kind of like you know vampires get it on or anything like that. But this is really going yeah gay as, yeah. and um, it's it's like I was just going I don't know because the, the the subtlety of it mm-hmm. in the Brad Pitt um, mm. uh, the, the, in the Brad Pitt Tom Cruise film. The subtlety of it made it tense and yes. interesting. Yeah. In this one, it's kind of like fine. Yeah, there's, little, <laughs> there's like little left to the imagination. There's nothing of. left to the yeah. imagination. <laughs> it's just like so. It's but it's like yeah. I just think um, the 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 way it was done before. They they like yeah. It was um, just. I don't know. I think they've just gone too far yeah. uh, in, in this in this iteration. I like, think it's really hard to outdo that film, though, because mm. it's so well done. Like, and it's it's got to be Tom Cruise's best film. Oh yeah, hands easy. down. Yeah, like it's it's phenomenal. Mm. And Kirsten Dunst, you know, like stuck in that child's body with you know a slowly aging brain, and like it just is so cool. Yeah, and I, I think though with the uh, with the vampires as well. Like the, the the sexuality part of it is is kind of an aside because the I think the eroticisms for vampires comes from like the life and the blood and all yeah. that side of things. So like it's never really like you know you've got gay vampires and straight vampires. No, it's, it's kind of inherent. They're just sexual beings. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it was. It's kind of interesting. I only seen the first episode. So um, and it was bit freaking slow. Has it got you though? Are you going to go back for more or not? It hasn't got me, but I, I'm going to I'm going to watch it through and uh, and see where it, where it ends up because um, it's yeah. It was just like yesterday I was I was watching and I was just like phasing in and out and I was just like oh this is annoying because I want it to be better. Mm. <laughs> so and maybe it will. You yeah, never know. Maybe it might it do. Now, um, did you want to speak about? Across the Spider Verse, quickly, Rach. Do we need a a sponsor? We no, no, no. I played. I was th- going to say, have you played them all? Yeah, Thank yeah. Because yeah. I'm like, oh my god, I don't <laughs> no, I, we, we can. So, um, that was an incredibly long film. Is my first comment. Um, the second comment is, I was disappointed. It was gonna, it, that I came in and like realised it was not going to tell the rest of the story, that there was going to be, like, <coughs> a third one I had to come back and see. Not because I'm annoyed because I don't in, that I don't enjoy the series. I was just like, oh, man. So it leaves you at a cliffhanger and you're like, man, I've got to wait now. Um, and I, it, the ending was a little bit like Lord of the Rings. There felt like there was six different points where they thick. Like it felt like okay, so this throw is the, the ring. Yeah. Oh, okay, they, this is the end. They they've got to like realize with uh, if you've got a two part movie, mm. you've got to have end. You just gotta yeah. go like end. Come back next year, see the rest of it. Because I was there going, I'm gonna just wait, and then I'm gonna pee after this because I'm really busting. And then they looked look like it was an end. It was like not an end. It looks like an end, not an end. Okay, <laughs> so it just wasn't just an no. end. I was like, this is starting to get annoying. And I mean, the the end that they did end on was appropriate, but I just felt like 
there was if you're going to do that, have those moments, I don't know, that they had before that felt like endings made slightly different or earlier in the piece. I don't know. It just, it was it was nowhere near as good as the first one. Oh, um, I, 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 I think it was still really spectacular mm. and there was some really <laughs> hilarious bits. I think my favourite was the, um, the I won't spoil it, mm. but the psychologist... Um, Spider-Man, you know, the the therapist Spider-Man talking to the other Spider-Man. Yeah, that's in the trailer anyway. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, man, I pissed my pants <laughs> there. That was hilarious. There's a lot of really funny bits and then there's a lot of um, just, you know, action. The, the Indian Spider-Man. Oh, he's great. So oh. awesome. Like that whole section of the movie is especially good, um, you know, with him saying, it's not chai tea, you're saying TT. <laughs> it's not naan bread, it's just naan. Just getting really angry about yeah. it. was just, it was marvellous. Mm. But I, I liked where it went, like, and I liked the, um, I, I liked what I'm trying to say because I can't say it with, with it. I don't want to give anything mm. away. Uh, I liked the point of the film. Mm. That doesn't make any sense at all. No, it does. Uh, it means that there was Miles a point Morales in the film. whole whole story arc. I'm really digging it is is what I'm trying to yeah. say. The um so the originally it was called Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse Part 1, uh, uh. which would have clued people into the fact that there's going to be a part 2. Yeah. Uh, but now it's, this is uh, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse mm. and then the next one is Spider-Man Beyond the Spider-Verse, oh. which is interesting though because if it's still going to be in the Spider-Verse, it's still they're still going to cross that Spider-Verse. Well, you would think he's going into one particular. Yeah, but he yeah. might be going beyond beyond the Spider-Verse. And I think if if you really know your Spider-Man history and all the iterations of Spider-Man, you would have really enjoyed all the different versions. Mm. Um, I liked. Um, oh, I liked the cat Spider-Man. <laughs> that was good. Um, but, yeah, it's it's good if you know your history and all the different versions and the how they talk about every different world. They talk about, like, Earth 99. You should see what they're doing there with Doctor Strange. Uh, I don't think he should be a doctor if his <sighs> name is Strange. Just, like, little – they're pulling elements from other stuff that you all already know. So it's – which is really great. So it's really good, and it's uh, it's prompted Sony to um, say, "Yep, we're going to do a live action Miles Morales film." So that's really cool. Hmm. What? There you go. I don't know. I just really like the the other one. Like, how many Spider Mans do we need, man? <laughs> well, I mean, how many Fast and Furious movies do we need? They keep on pumping them. Quite right. Quite More right. than so, ten, apparently. More than ten, absolutely, because that's also being split into parts. Yeah, um, I'm sure people know that by now. I'm not spoiling anything. Um, we need to wrap things we up do. in a minute. But um, next month, I should tell you off air, but there's a Mean Girls quiz night. Oh. Like at, um, at the gate. Sounds... I need to I need to re-watch it. Oh. Because the last time I and went to re-watch it. Too. It is. Mm. Uh, I went to re-watch it and felt really uncomfortable about their... Some of the things they said at the start. And I'm like, wow, this is not aged well. Um, but I feel like I still need. I just need to rewatch it. Yeah, I think it is. It definitely hasn't aged well, and I think that it there's something to be said about that film and to kind of explore it a little bit because because you know it's been a while now, mm. and, and you're right. Some of the stuff that gets said, but I think it's like any film. You you, you can look at it and go, oh, ten years ago. Do you know what you know? 
Sorry. You know what? If there's a question about what's the date that she asks the dude about in class... It's got to be a question. Uh, yeah, I know it. October the 3rd. <laughs> I can't forget it. It's my son's birthday. October 3rd. So oh, I'm like... What day yeah. is it? October 3rd. Uh. Yeah, there you go. Well, we'll uh, join you much much sooner than October 3rd. We'll be back next week. But uh, thanks for listening. Catch you later, guys. Bye. Bye. This podcast has been brought to you by the Gentlemen of Pop Culture.